No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. The best way to respond to a three-game losing streak is by winning consecutive games in a row. Even better would be winning three in a row, but we'll wait till Thursday to see if that happens. But for now, on the back of Laurent Brassois' exquisite performance, a performance that Jets fans and Brassois himself have been waiting for all season, the Winnipeg Jets, victorious tonight on home ice against the Kings of Corsi, the Carolina Hurricanes. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. Alongside Dave Manouk, I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here to talk about the Jets' victory. Mr. Ginsburg not with us. He's suffering from another rare disease that I can't think of right now because I already used Legionnaire's disease earlier this year, <laughs> and I think I used scurvy last year. So for the time being, as he's just away with some mysterious uh, black plague, if we will, Dave. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. well, you know, that's fine. We don't we don't require notes when you're missing <laughs> Illegal Curve post-game shows or the Illegal Curve Saturday show. We generally tell each other why we're not going to be somewhere, but hey, that's fine. We're here. Um, that's all that matters. We're here, and all these good folks that are joining us tonight are here as well. Uh, Jets with the two-one victory. Uh, you know, an entertaining game, Dave. That uh, you know wasn't a beauty by any stretch of the imagination, and the Hurricanes certainly uh, probably deserved a better fate in tonight's contest than they received. But when one team gets goaltending and the other team doesn't, uh, that is what you end up with in the, in tonight's result. Well, I mean, I wouldn't blame uh, Ranta on any of the no, goals no. against. I would say that that the Jets got exceptional goaltending. I think the quality start issue will not be one uh, for this game uh, for Laurent Brassois, as we've uh, noted in some of these comments. You know, uh, highway highway Bras robbery. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't. I kind of paraphrased it a little yeah, bit, I but gotcha. but ultimately, I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, we were joking in the press box because every time the Jets looked like they were going to get a shot on net on anti Ranta. They didn't. They missed. Mm -hmm. And so they they didn't have a shot, of course, for the first 17, was it, or 16, 28, whatever it was. It was it was, it was a ridiculous. All, yeah. Almost 16, it was a ridiculous, almost 16 it was ridiculous and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was 16, 28, I believe, when they took their first shot. And uh and that was of course, and I, it's funny because like I said, and you can ask, I, I will at Mike McIntyre of the Winnipeg Free Press, I said to him, I said, with the way the Jets are being outshot, you know they're for sure scoring the first goal. I didn't know if they were going to win the game or not, but you just had a feeling that with that, with the way that it was going, with the way the fact that Laurent Brassois was playing the way he was, and and yeah, you can say that the Hurricanes, who do similar to the Florida Panthers, take a lot of shots, and it's not necessarily um, the high danger shots, not necessarily, but there's a high volume, and that's I, I guess an indication that they control the puck a lot, which they did in that first, you know, seventy five percent of that first period, mm -hmm. but. I mean, the fact is that the most important thing that the Jets needed was a couple of things. One, you want to give Connor Hellebuck a little bit of a break. Even yeah. though the Jets' schedule has not been ta particularly taxing, Drew, you wanted to know that the go top goaltender of the Jets was going to get a little bit of time off. Well, he will now have that. He played Saturday. He will not play again until Thursday when yeah. he has an important start against the Colorado Avalanche. And now you've got Lauren Brassois feeling really good about his game. And he yeah. looked confident. And he looked... He did everything he needed to do in this hockey game, I thought, to 
regardless of whether you think that, and again, we can go, we'll go over the, the stats and what, how many high danger chances he faced and that sort of thing. But ultimately from a, from a goaltender's perspective, and I'm no goaltender, but from a goaltender's perspective, when you make 40 plus saves in an NHL hockey game, you're feeling pretty, and your team comes up with the W you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So the production of the top line was excellent. There were a lot of chances for those guys, but, but again, today's victory to me is all about Lord Bissois. Yeah, I, there's no question about it. I mean, he's the first star in tonight's game, uh, and it was what not you know a difficult choice to make when you choose Brassois, uh first overall. He was that good for the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, he was good throughout the entirety of the 60 minutes. But think about where this game would have been had he you know started slow like the rest of his Jets teammates did. I mean, as you mentioned, Jets not registering their first shot and goal until there was you know maybe three and a half minutes or so left in that first period, and it was a significant number of high danger chances that the Hurricanes were putting forth that he was turning away. I mean, that first shift of the game I think had two good scoring chances for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and and Brassois, you know, looked solid. And it's sort of funny, you know, everybody remembers the bad goal he gave up against the Nashville Predators in his last start, which would have been, I guess, eight days ago on that Sunday afternoon. But you people forget that, yeah, he gave up that bad goal. But before that, he actually looked pretty solid for the Jets in that uh, prior to giving up the, the bit of the stinker. So, you know, it's not that he's been playing, uh, you know, poor hockey, but, you know, by and large, he maybe hasn't been, there's been a, a stinker here or a stinker there. But, you know, tonight's game, you got to see the why the Jets brought back Laurent Brossois when they can feel confident that when the, he plays his 20 or 25 games based on tonight's result, they can feel confident that, hey, maybe he's rounding into form and we're going to be fine with our backup goalie. I mean, uh, in that first period alone, uh, high danger chances, 6-2 in favor of the Carolina Hurricanes. And I would have thought it might have even been higher than that. Mm -hmm that good for the Jets early on and then all throughout uh, the course of tonight's contest. So very important for Lauren Brossois himself. Yeah. And of course, that's such going to be a boost of confidence, you know, for the whole team and, you know, for to be able to beat a Hurricanes team that, you know, is still a very good hockey team. I mean, people forget how good this Carolina Hurricanes team is. Oh, my God. For in sure. the Metropolitan Division. They've had, look, they've had horrendous goaltending all year long. Mm -hmm. uh, Anti Ranta, this is actually a better game for him tonight than he's had for many of the games he's played this year. Uh, his save percentage is way lower than nine, uh, the 900 mark. Um, today he's going to finish with a save percentage of 909, getting 20 saves on the 22 shots he faced, and his goals against average was over three and a half. So, this is actually a good performance by a Hurricanes netminder, which is, I'm sure, why it leaves an even more sour taste in their mouth that they couldn't get more than that one goal behind Lauren Prosois. Yeah, I mean, the only thing about Carolina I noticed is that they're uh, kind of an unusual road team. Their, their record coming into tonight's game was 6-6-0, six, six, and zero, so now they're below 500 yeah. on the road, but they've been very good. Dominant at, at, at home. Yeah, yeah very, very good at home. So I, I thought that was one you know, of the interesting things, the stats, if you will, coming into tonight's game. Uh, when you look at a team that, as you said, Drew, was the second best team in the Metro division right now, and uh, you know they're playing well under head coach um, Rod Brindamore. And so you're, you knew that this was a team that was going to compete. You knew that they were going to have a good effort. This is the start of a road trip for them, so they wanted to get it off on the right foot. And to me... It was a big test for Winnipeg because you really you couldn't afford to come have a, a good game. And look, let's let again, we're gonna we're gonna speak the truth here. We're not gonna say the Jets dominated the Hurricanes. The Jets did for a stretch when they started that second period, which we'll get to uh when we discuss the second. But 
the the fact of the matter is that you know again you you use the weapons that are at your disposal you know you don't apologize for having good things if you have if you have if you have an ace then you play the ace if you have a king you play the king you don't apologize for either of those cards in your deck and so look when Lauren Brassois played tonight's game the way he did and he looked he did look confident from the outset Drew and you're right that opening shift we're just kind of sitting around looking, going, did the Jets not realize? And I saw your tweet and I laughed. <laughs> did the Jets not realize that it was a 6.30 start, although by the time the puck actually dropped, I think it was closer to 7. Yeah, it was about but 10 the to fact, 7, I think, after the yeah. uh, the, the pregame uh, hoot nanny. No, but I mean, like, it, it was it was just, it was unbelievable. I mean, he made two st- two quality stops, and I think it was like a flurry of at least three or four on that first little minute of the game. And I thought, well, he's awake. He doesn't need smelling salts. He's he's certainly <laughs> aware of what's going on. And uh and, and, and again, this, this is like as important as it is for the two points and you want the top line. I thought the top line was excellent tonight. I think they were the, certainly the Jets best forward group. I would say no question. Yeah. I, I think that they've really found a lot of, I think Nikolai Ehlers is kind of figuring out how to play with those guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, I quote, more difficult guy to play with because he's not your traditional straight line skater. Yeah. But the things that he does and the thing that the way he seems to compliment those guys and his passing, I mean, and it's funny, I know some people are, I saw some tweets about like Nikolai Ehlers passing. I'm thinking to myself like, uh, you know, he last game three times in the first 10 minutes, I said, Nikolai Ehlers facilitated a beautiful plus. It didn't end up as a goal, but Nikolai Ehlers made some phenomenal, uh, you know, opportunity, created some phenomenal opportunities for his teammates. He did that again, you know, in, in this game. And so I just think that he seems to have found a, a spot. And again, Gabe Velarde, whether he ends up there or not, is is still finding his game. I mean, this is only his you know second game back after a six-week layoff. So you yeah. understand that he's not going to be – they don't want to put that pressure on him. They want to keep him getting slowly reacclimatized because what you don't want to do is have a setback where he's trying to do too much or he's playing too much hockey and it's going to lead to a, a problem for Gabe Velarde. So, mm-hmm. so for the Jets right now – it's it's a really good thing to see that that 81, 27, and 55 are working well together and creating a lot of opportunity. So, I mean, that's that's a real good start for the Jets, and it's a good way to end the homestand because what you didn't want to do is go th- yeah. one and three at home. You needed to, as good as you've been playing in November, yeah. you wanted to kind of get things back on track. And now, like you said, Drew, you've erased the idea of that three-game losing streak, yeah. and now people are focused on the fact that you've won two in a row. Yeah. You're maintaining pace with Colorado and Dallas. You're up to 30 points on the season, which gives you a little buffer between the fourth place, fifth place teams who are who are not falling out of favor. They, you know, Carolina, um, Carolina, uh, Arizona, and St. Louis are still there. Nashville still there. So yeah. you want to keep banking these points. So this was an important two points for the Jets before they head out on the road. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It makes their homestand a lot more palatable when you're two and two as opposed to one and three. Uh, you know, you win, you beat a Carolina Hurricanes team uh, that is, as we mentioned, a very good hockey team, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams in the league. I would argue the Jets oh, continue what if, to be. Drew, what, un- what about the the Jets' inability to lose to the East? Well, that's what I was going to say. The Jets continue to be undefeated in in regulation uh, against the Eastern Conference, which is you know, again, you have to play. You know, last time I checked, you still have to play, what, 32 games against the Eastern Conference? You win all 32, it's still going to count the same in the standings. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Jets will gladly take another victory against the East as they improve that perfect record that they have, or more or less perfect record that they have against the Eastern Conference. Uh, Before we get into the Betway game recap here on the Illegal Curve post-game show, Drew Mandel, Dave Manouk with you on this Monday night. Your thoughts, Dave, 
on the uh, uh, on the eleven and seven. I you know that certainly mm-hmm. came as a surprise to all of us. I think we were all expecting the Jets to go with the traditional twelve and six, and then I'm not sure if uh, I haven't seen yet if it was uh, just a coach's decision or if there was an uh, injury issue that was uh, we were unaware of. But Alex. Uh, Axel Yon, I said Alex. Axel Johnson Fialbi, a late scratch, and they go with Logan Stanley, who ends up playing more minutes in tonight's game than Declan Chisholm, uh, which I uh, found to be curious all around. I guess so. You're 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 sort of general thoughts on on that uh, course of action. Yeah, I mean it. It was a bit uh, unexpected, I think I would say, because mm-hmm. we were at morning skate and there was really no indication that they were going eleven and seven, and obviously. That is Rick Bonus's prerogative to to decide what he wants to do. I don't know if maybe we'll see some comments. Our 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 faithful photog Colby Spence, after taking pictures, is is in the media center scrum with in the Matt Frost media center, I should say. So we'll have that available on our YouTube channel, of course, and we'll find out if uh, if if it was anything other than just you know a coach's decision. He wanted to get Logan Stanley into the game. He hasn't played. I don't remember the last time we saw Logan Stanley. It's been what feels like three, two or three weeks, maybe maybe three weeks since Logan Stanley's played a game. Has it been that long? I mean, yeah. It feels like I, he came in. Well, hang on. The internet is yeah, a wonderful it, source of, yeah. uh, of information, and it's at my fingertips. So I'm going to look that up while you uh, keep talking about it. Yeah, and, and look, you know, Craig Penner's making a good point. He said Stanley had... Uh, I'm going to put November 17th comment. against Buffalo. So there you go. November yeah, so 7, about three weeks, your, yeah, right? About three weeks so, pretty good. Yeah. So Craig Penner is saying Stanley had the more minutes, but bonus still chose to give Chisholm the power play time. And sure. that's a good, good thing to note from our friend Craig. And, and look, it, it, it was curious. And again, like I said, I don't know the rationale because, you know, the thought was, and we talked to uh, Rick bonus about this. I think it was this morning. Yeah, it was this morning. Cause there was no media availability yesterday. And one of the things he talked about, because Mike McIntyre asked him about Declan Chisholm and whether it was, if he had done too many things r- the right way in order to, you know, not come out of the lineup and, and, you know, Rick bonus's answer was quite simply. Yes, that, that mm-hmm. is the fact Declan Chisholm did, you know, I mean, sure. He made, you know, a couple of th- mistakes as do, you know, even veteran guys like we saw with Dylan DeMello tonight. Yeah. But the, but the reality is the one thing that Rick bonus, uh, well, not one thing, but one of the things that Rick bonus mentioned about Declan Chisholm that he, that he was impressed by was he didn't hand his problems off to others quickly. You know, with that he mm-hmm. was not going, okay, here's I, I've got a hot potato, you take the hot potato. He was able to try and, you know, solve that issue himself and not try and pass it along. So um, and and again, like I said, I didn't see anything. And what were his what were the minutes finished with? Uh the minutes for uh Chisholm uh for Declan Chisholm, Declan Chisholm was at uh 10 minutes and eight seconds. Logan Stanley was at 1258. Yeah, so I mean, so, like almost like, three minutes more of playing time, which is yeah. you know relatively significant, especially you know Logan Stanley. He got forty six seconds on on uh, you know, five on five, and Declan Chisholm got fifty second. No, Declan Chisholm, uh, in fact, didn't get any time whatsoever on the power play. So, ah, oh, Craig uh, Penner, you know, your comment out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, wow, I time. didn't look at it, but I didn't fact check it. The Jets only had the one power play, uh, yeah. you know, and it was late in that first period. So the first line got probably the entire two minutes of the power play when you think about it, because it overlapped into the start of the second. So there was right. no need for the line. Yeah, that's change. true. They didn't reset. So, yeah, they didn't reset there. So uh, Craig, 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 Craig led us astray. 
It's okay. Well, we still like Craig. We like Craig. We like all of you. Of we like, like everybody Craig. that's joining us. Almost uh, uh, 300 of you on this Monday night talking about uh, the. Uh, there's Craig. He's making mea culpa. Craig is saying he's apologizing. His eyes deceived him <laughs> at the game. Then don't worry, Craig. As somebody who wears a, a, a thick pair of spectacles, I can uh, certainly uh, understand your eyes deceiving you. Um, but the Jets do get the 2 1 victory on home ice tonight to finish the homestand with a record of two and two it'll be interesting to see uh what they say what is said uh, post game we'll keep an eye on it about uh the jets decision to go 11 and 7 and everything else i'm not a big fan personally of 11 and 7 mm-hmm. uh, i just find it's it's you know not i just don't know that it's ever conducive to success you know like you know that you, i just never find that it really gives a team a real significant boost and you know well, i think I the find... jet, are the jets 2 and 0 since going when they went 11 and 7 yeah they are they are there's no so yes <laughs> if you want to strictly look at the wins and losses just to me though it, it, with the time that it does you know for if you're a guy like declan chisholm you know i think are you not beginning to question yourself a little bit if you played one game on Sunday well you played well I, I mean I don't think you necessarily are questioning yourself but you're like okay I played well on Sunday the coach said it himself why is there another defenseman now coming into the rotation now maybe one of those guys is banged up and they didn't want to get caught in the situation where they are mm-hmm. going to end up having to play five defensemen for the for the whole game because the guy has to leave you know early on and that's certainly a possibility and I don't know the answer to that and we'll find out soon enough but just as a general rule I'm not a big fan of, of 11 and 7 uh, when it's done. I understand the circumstances when it's a necessary evil, but it just never really sits right with me. Well, and, and you know, our friend Dom Zappia uh, poses something. And before we get into the Betway game recap, Drew, I'll, I'll ask you. I'm going to put my hosting cap on and ask you the question. What were your thoughts on the fly? And I'm going to put a poll up yeah. so we can get all of your opinions as to whether you enjoyed or did not like the fly, the 48 uniforms, the first time the Jets have warned them. We had Adam Lowry spoke with him this morning. He spoke about what he was looking forward to it. Our photographer, Colby Spence, he loved those, uh, those, the jerseys. Apparently they showed up really nicely on the camera. Yeah. So uh, we're going to ask the crowd, the, the, the folks in the chat, I'm going to put up a poll right away, but I want to know what your thoughts are, Drew. And then we'll get the folks in the chat. Uh, maybe you can highlight those as I'm putting up the poll. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought that the, uh, I, I, I mean, I thought the Jersey looked nice. I thought that it would look even better the gloves I thought were my favorite part. I thought the gloves absolutely popped and 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 were really looked sharp. And I would see if to improve upon the jersey or the whole uniform combination as a whole is maybe matching pants to the gloves. Then I think you'd really be onto something. If you're leaning in on sort of the a bit of the old fashioned look, I think you should lean in even further. I mean, Brassois' pads looked fantastic and sharp when contrasted with the jersey itself. So now imagine the entire team wearing hockey pants, that same color, uh, and then the gloves the way they were. Then I think you're really on to something. Um, Look, I thought that's a nice jersey. It's a nice color scheme. Um, You know, I don't get really up in arms very much when it comes to jerseys or saying this is my least favorite jersey. I mean, the least favorite jersey that the Jets have have rolled out, in my perspective, is the... Mm -hmm. Uh, the the fin the the Finland blue one when they went and played over in Finland those uh, couple games however many years ago those were those jerseys did nothing for me whatsoever. You mean with the with the with the word mark just yeah across the word mark across it that whole thing just didn't uh, that didn't uh, titillate me at all. But sure. uh, you know other than that 
you know, I thought these ones looked sharp and would have looked even sharper maybe with the uh, with the brown pants to match the brown gloves. As Bart Oman says, the aviators, although I will say, and this is not, you know, we're here to discuss tonight's 2-1. Yeah, the aviators. Some, over... Sometimes words are too difficult for me to remember. Yeah, but but I, no, what I was going to say, what's interesting to me is the that the and we're not you know, again we're going to talk about the Jets game, not not jerseys so much, but it is an interesting um, difference in in the uniform. So it's I think it's notable and worth talking about. And if you again the poll is up, so please let us know if you if you were a fan of the jersey, yes or no. But yeah. what I was going to say, and and you can go on our Instagram, uh, the Illegal Curve Instagram, and uh, share your thoughts. We've got a lot of pictures courtesy of Colby, but. Um, when I remember when I did a, a, a an article years ago on allelocurve.com and we were talking about what jerseys people liked, which ones they didn't like, I, like you, I didn't really care about the aviators, but I anticipated that they would be reviled. And they weren't. Actually, they were quite well liked. So a lot of people like the aviators, maybe because when the Jets discontinued them, they, they put them on sale for half price. And as everybody knows, Winnipeggers love a good deal. So maybe That's that was true. what it was all about. But uh, the aviators actually got better uh, results in a previous illegalcurve.com um, article than I would have anticipated, or and also on our Instagram. But like I said, uh, this isn't about jerseys. But I, I, no. I mean, again, my, you know what? There's, quick... le- the, there's a lesson there, Dave, and that lesson is there's no accounting for taste. And I would say that <laughs> even echoed by the fact that so many of you are joining us on this Monday night to talk Good about point. the illegal curve post game show. The Good definition point. of there's no accounting for taste is the fact that we all gather together uh, at, uh, after each and every Winnipeg Jets game, and again on my, uh, Saturday mornings uh, for the illegal curve hockey show well we appreciate all of you joining us no questions about that let's get into tonight's contest even more so we'll do our period by period recap it's all part of the betway game recap the betway game recap Betway game recap brought to you by our friends at Betway, title sponsor of the Illegal Curve post game show. Longtime supporters of this program, Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. We do appreciate their continued support of the Illegal Curve post game show and all that we do here on our channel the jets as we talked about absolutely get dominated early in the game not just early in the game through the first 15 16 minutes of this game the jets are completely dominated carolina ends up out shooting the jets 15 to 3 in the first period high danger chances galore for the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Jets capitalized really on their only chance in that first period. Only had three shots, so when you only have three shots, not many chances are usually coming your way, but the Jets make it count. It's Kyle Connor, his 15th of the year, assist to Nikolai Ehlers and Mark Shifley, and that trio was tremendous for the Winnipeg Jets uh, during tonight's contest. This was a beautiful pass by Shifley up the ice to Ehlers coming in on a two-on-one. Kyle Connor has about a quarter of a step on Michael Bunting, who's coming back to try and break up the play. Ehlers with a perfect saucer pass, and Connor makes no mistake going a roof daddy over anti-ranta to give the Jets a one nothing lead uh, late in that first period the goal coming with 302 to play in period number one 
Well, and it's important because it gets Kyle Connor, you know, who's hit a bit of a mini slide. I think he had gone five games without a goal. So he yeah. gets back in the goal column and, and he's had lots of chances. And I mean, look, that was before we get into the goal. And I know we've talked about it a little bit, but that, I mean, that first period, first 75 minutes or more, sorry, more like uh, about 85% of that first period yeah. was like the ice was tilted all the way down towards the jet zone. Right. I mean, Carolina had the puck. Uh, Lauren Brassois was excellent. And, and I think that goes a long way, right? And we've talked about the Jets uh, abilities to have confidence in their, in their net minders and what that does for them in these games. So, I mean, to me, that, that was a phenomenal play by, by Lauren, by Lauren Brassois to give his team that opportunity. And again, you know, you're, you're somewhat incredulous watching the Jets because you're like, are these guys going to ever get it going? And and sure, again, they they had some shots at the net that didn't actually mm-hmm. register as shots. But you're right, Drew. I mean, this this was a phenomenal play all the way around by the Winnipeg Jets. And Nikolai Ehlers, that pass over to Kyle Connor is just again, he he does have that vision and he does have the ability to make you know excellent passes. We talk about Mark Shifley and look, Nikolai Ehlers' numbers for him for him are are low, right? He's got seven goals, seven assists. Uh, this season already, but or or only seven goals, only seven goals and seven assists, which is light, <laughs> but it's light though, relatively speaking, right? And and yeah. again, we anticipated that because, like like a lot of players, and, and people don't seem to remember this. Like and, and again, I'm not going to make this a moose thing or or too much, but like when guys suffer things like groin injuries, when they have when they're they're a little bit slower, we saw it with uh, you know the moose. Some of these guys they just take a little bit longer to, you know, you miss training camp or you miss a large part. It's going to take you a bit of time. And Nikolai Ehlers looks to me like a player in the last, say, half dozen games, like a guy who's back to his timing. His speed looks back to normal. And so you saw it. And, and again, he's got great vision. So he makes that pass over to Kyle Connor. And Kyle Connor, even as snake bit as he's been for the last little bit, he makes no mistake there, goes up top. And, and it's just, again, you're incredulous because you're like, the, the crowd is laughing, right? Oh, then first of all, before we even talk about this. Yeah, the crowd remember, is booing because the Bronx no, cheer. No, but the irony, Drew, was that they actually had, so it was 12 nothing in shots for Carolina. Right. They gave the Jets a shot, which didn't really look like a shot, but they registered as a shot. Crowd started cheering. Then they actually removed it from the Jumbotron and didn't, <laughs> they discounted it, said it didn't count as a shot. So then the crowd was booing a little bit. So then it was 12 nothing still. And then again, they got that first shot on net. And then 26 seconds later, you know, they get the goal to to go up one nothing. And you're you're somewhat incredulous, but it kind of felt like, again, like I said, and I'm not, there was no great, wow, you're so predictive. You're, you know, way to go, Kreskin. But, like, the reality is that it just felt like that was going to happen, that Lorne Brassois yeah. was playing really steady in net, and the Jets were opportunistic. And they're, you know, again, they've got some talent on that top line, and that top line showed it by scoring that goal, Kyle Connors 15th of the year. Yeah, and it was funny. I saw I was on uh, the social medias when uh, the goal went in, and a number of Hurricanes fans were were commenting that, of course, apparently they've seen this movie before. <laughs> they go out and they absolutely dominate, and then they take a step back, uh, you know, and give up a goal despite being you know completely one sided. Like I mentioned, the Hurricanes have the lowest team save percentage in the NHL entering tonight's game. Not one of the three goalies that they've used on a regular basis Ranta uh, K- uh Kuketkov I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name it's Kuchetkov. terrible with names Kuchetkov uh and uh Freddie Anderson who of course is injured uh yeah. not one of them have a save percentage over 900 so uh you know you can see that the goaltending and getting timely 
uh, saves has been an issue for the Carolina Hurricanes this year, albeit uh, that certainly wasn't an issue late in the game when the Jets uh, could have used an insurance marker and Antiranta was up to the challenge. But nonetheless, after 20 minutes, the Jets do have that one nothing lead over the Hurricanes and the second period starts. And as you would expect, Dave, the Jets are much better to start that second period than they were to start the first period of tonight's contest. The first period had been such a just a bad period for the Winnipeg Jets. There's no way other way to sugarcoat that, just how one-sided it was. The mm-hmm. Jets much better in the second period and begin to take the play to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh Early in starting that. with the power, starting with the end of the power play, that right? So exactly. Started, yeah. So they started the period with a power play. The power play really didn't do much of anything to write no. home about. That was the only power play opportunity the Jets had uh, in tonight's game. But then they still they they found their skating legs and they found mm-hmm. a rhythm to how they wanted to play. And they were opportunistic. And you can see that the Connor Ehlers Shifley line has certainly been the driver offensively for the Winnipeg Jets as of late. Now, the Jets haven't been burning up the scoreboard or anything, but you can see that that's the line that's really clicking right now. They were the only line for the Jets in tonight's game to have an expected goals for, to have a positive expected goals for percentage, which they barely did, just over 50%. But Uh, the Iafalo Perfetti Velarde line was down to 31%, and Appleton Lowry Niederreiter was even lower, just over uh, expected goals for pen, expected goals for percentage, just above one and a half percent. So that was really low for that. Uh, what people call the Jets third line, but is often the Jets second line, uh, as the case may be. Um, Connor Shifley and Ehlers really driving the bus for the Winnipeg Jets offensively. And Nikolai Ehlers gets his seventh of the year assist to Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor at the 1139 mark. And a, a prettier goal you're not going to see tonight. Um, it was just exquisite passing on display, exquisite uh, skill on display. And when three high skilled players team up and sort of know exactly where one another are going to be it's it can be a thing of beauty and that's what this one was it was uh artistry on ice resulting in Ehlers getting his seventh of the season and giving the jets the two nothing lead i'm pretty sure each one of these guys touched the puck like 10 times twice (laughs) like connor in the neutral zone then Ehlers drops it to shifley then connor gets it back then shifley then back to Ehlers and into the back of the net and also like just a phenomenal uh, celebration by Nikola Ehlers with the little spin, arms raised, spinning mm-hmm. towards the uh, the boards. But I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it's it was on their 14th shot of the game, and the Jets were playing well, right? I mean, the Jets had come out; they had an eight-one shot advantage uh, to start that second period, so you know they had reversed it a little bit, Drew, from what we had seen before. But that's that's the talent again. That's also like that's Shifley and Connor. You expect that, but Ehlers finding that level of chemistry with those two if that can be consistent it is significant because that's kind of been the knock is that can he play with Shifley and, and, and Connor? Well, if he can, and if those three can, again, I'm not suggesting they were lights out, but Carolina is a good team, right? Carolina is one of the top teams in the Eastern conference. So, I mean, again, you weren't expecting the jets to come out and dominate them and, and just destroy them. I, at least I wasn't. And so the fact is, I thought that the Jets, you know, the way they were going, they loaded up that top line, and the way those guys played. I mean, that that 
there's certain goals. And again, you don't cheer in the press box, but that was a goal that was like, that left an audible wow. Yeah. There was a wow factor to that goal by Nikolai Ehlers because you're just impressed by the level of talent uh, that was on display. And so, like I said, between Connor, Shifley, and Ehlers, every guy made a nice pass to get yeah. that puck into the, from their zone into the into the Carolina and and then Ehlers, you know, if he again, if his shot can get up there and he can start finding the back of the net more frequently. And that's one of the things the Jets are going to need. You need Nikolai Ehlers to score goals or just get a lot of assists because he's he does have that capability. But if they can do that, it, it's going to go a long way for this hockey team. And and yeah, that was a phenomenal goal. And and again, it's the kind of goal that got the building excited, right? And everybody's excited. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was military appreciation at night. There was a lot of pomp and ceremony with the um with the military and they were doing that after the game as well, wearing the, you know, coming on the ice and, and, and interacting with the The players photo and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And over 700, you know, credit to 700 Manitobans who donated tickets to uh, military members so they could come to the game and and see the game. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, one and the one family, I don't know if they, how much they showed on television. I'm sure, sure they showed the thing, but uh, the, the, the Shavers family, the entire family have have all been in the Air Force, which is incredible, all the way back to World War One. So, wow. uh, pretty pretty incredible for the, that family's dedication to our country. And uh, you know, again, like I said, it was just it was just an impressive way to kind of get the crowd going. And I will say, the crowd also was going because there was an I, I I'm, not, I'm not saying this to oh you weren't there, but do they show the the band because they're playing that a military band. You could hear the band. You could hear the band on TV uh, playing throughout the course of the game, you know, which was, it, it added, it added a little bit of, uh, you know, color. It added a little mm-hmm. bit of character yeah. into, into the lower bowl during the game, which is probably something that they may want to look at doing on a more well, regular basis. And that's what Craig Panner here. And this, this, we know Craig is not miss, miss, uh, uh, construing getting us in trouble, yeah. but Craig saying the RCA Craig saw the Craig is Craig used his ears for this one, <laughs> not his eyes for this one. No, so the Craig is saying the RCAF trumpet player playing Sweet Caroline made the crowd energy feel like it was 2018 all over again. And and it wasn't just Sweet Caroline, there were a lot of instances throughout the the course of that hockey game where the trumpeter and the and the band were getting the crowd into it. So it was it was a fun environment. And again, like I said, when that goal goes off. You know, the crowd was excited because they know they had just seen something pretty damn special. There you go. Exactly right. So it's 2 nothing for the Winnipeg Jets uh, at that point. And, of course, before we go any further, I should mention that that Ehlers goal is, of course, our Seagram shot of the game. The Seagram shot of the game. You know you're a fan of the Seagram's uh, products when I reached into a jacket pocket Earlier today, a jacket that I hadn't worn uh, that often, or I don't remember the last time I wore it, and I pulled out a miniature bottle of Fireball. So I don't know why it was in the jacket pocket. I'm not sure from when it was in the jacket pocket. I suspect it may have been imbibing in public maybe once or twice uh, during the winter in the winter months. But uh, I pulled the bottle of uh, Fireball out of my pocket. So thanks to our friends at Seagram's. Of course, they make the uh, and distribute the lovely Fireball product. And they're a big sponsor of ours here on the Illegal Curve postgame show. So we do uh, thank our friends at Seagram's for that. Uh, the Hurricanes just want to look like the Jets were going to get 
after 40 minutes leading to nothing with 50 seconds to go. It's a bit of a smelly one in that it goes off of Dylan DeMello's skate. No chance for Lauren Prassois. And you saw DeMello look up to the heavens yeah. when the puck went in. It's Martin Neckash, his seventh of the year. Uh, it's an ugly one. And that sort of seemed like the only way they were going to beat the um, Lauren Prassois tonight was yeah. by an ugly fluke you know, goal of that nature. And that one certainly was an ugly fluky one. Uh, no fault of the Jets goaltender, no fault of Dylan DeMello, who obviously wasn't intending to put it into his own net. No, I mean the, the, it's the end of the shift. I mean, there's that broken stick is playing all over the place. The Jets had the, the Jets had a little bit of a chance to get the puck out of there. I mean, it was mm-hmm. the end of a longer shift against that, you know, Gustafson line, but um, it's unfortunate because really that, yeah, as you said, Drew, it seemed like that was the only way Laurent Brassois was getting beat, but like Dylan DeMello has possession of the puck. He doesn't realize that, uh, you know, he's got a hurricanes player draped all over him and then he loses the puck behind the net. And then sure enough, uh, they get that burn because I thought it was his stick. You're right. I'm when it was a little hard for us to see from, from where we were, we were situated in the press box, yeah. but, uh, and then of Plus course you borrowed Craig Penner's uh, eyes for the, to, to try and watch it at that <laughs> point in time. No, I just couldn't, I knew it went in off Dylan DeMello based on his reaction. I yeah. just wasn't certain whether he put it in with his stick or with his foot, but sure enough, it was his foot. And uh, yeah, I mean, you were wondering though, how that would play with the jets because mm-hmm. they had played a pretty good second period. And um, although again, you have to credit Carolina, right? Because the Jets had an 8-1 shot edge, and shots ended up, what, 15-13 at one point, I think, in the second? Yeah. Uh, second period, the shots were 14-13 in favor 14, of the 13. Hurricanes. Okay. Look, so they the made... Hurricane, that's what they do. I mean, the Hurricanes are uh, the top possession team at 5-on-5 five five in the league. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they put a lot of pucks on net. They are mm-hmm. a team that, you know, that's, that's what they do. They're, they're a possession based team. Yeah. Uh, the jets with Connor Ehlers and Shifley as a line are a off the rush team. They score mm-hmm. quick strike style. Like we've seen the Vegas golden Knights do successfully for so many years. Um, so Carolina is going to let bar is going to usually win the possession battle. I don't know that they're necessarily going to win the shots on goal battle two to one, like they did in tonight's game, 43 to 22, the almost doubling the jets in their shots on goal. But uh, mm-hmm. it's certainly not unusual for the hurricanes to uh, uh, lead. They, I, there's a reason why I called them the Kings of Corsi uh, to start this, <laughs> uh, to start this broadcast is because it's, it's not wrong uh, necessarily, yep. but two uh, one at that point, uh, the jets lead after 40 minutes. And you're right. I, that was my question as well. The fluke, goal by Carolina what's that going to do uh, to start the third period what's that going to do for the confidence of the respective teams and you know Lauren Prosois again was the absolute reason why the Jets won 14 to 6 the Jets are outshot in the third period but the Jets did have their scoring opportunities as well Kyle Connor had a couple of different opportunities uh, on the same shift, almost back-to-back. Again, one where he sent in all alone, and then another one where he set up in the slot, and anti-Ranta uh, made a couple of, uh, of very nice saves. And then you were really wondering, Dave, at least I was, are the Jets' inability to hit the empty net? You know, Nikolai Ehlers uh, yeah. really just needs to lift it up over Ranta, who almost gets caught going to the bench too early. But a nice poke check at the blue line, Drew. Poke check. Yeah, at the blue line. Check. Out at the blue line, exactly right. Just a fantastic poke check. Uh, 
prevents the Jets from making it 3-1. And then Kyle Connor with an opportunity to hit the empty net. And uh, he gets, uh, he, he shoots it wide. You know, obviously the Hurricanes player uh, back-checking on that one impacted the shot. Uh, but he shoots it wide. And you can't, I couldn't help but think back to that game. Uh, it would have been, I don't even know if it was last year or two years ago now, in Minnesota. Remember yeah. where the Jets, I think they scored oh. into an empty net, but then it was yeah. called back for offside. Yeah, it was Minnesota. And the, yeah. And then the hurricane and then the wild ended up scoring uh, in regulation to tie the game and then winning it in overtime. I couldn't mm-hmm. help but flash back to that to think uh, to think, I wonder if the Jets are going to rue missing the empty net and see the hurricanes tie it up. But they didn't. Largely thanks to Lauren Brossois, who I mean, the one save that jumps to my mind is the just the robbery off of Seth Jarvis, the local boy, right yeah. in of the Jets net with uh, mere seconds to go in tonight's contest. Yeah, and and that to me just showed the the confidence in Lauren Brossois and in his game. And and again, like I said, I I thought he was confident from the beginning of the game, and I, it felt like he was he was he was ready to go. So. You know, I wasn't shocked that he made that save, but, you know, it was an impressive save nonetheless on Jarvis to keep it, you know, because maybe before, if he doesn't have that, that good feeling, then that's a, a different story. Now, some folks, like our friend Doug here and a couple others, Dan, were saying that maybe they thought there was a thrown stick, so maybe that should have counted as a goal on the uh, poke check. But the refs, the refs, the refs were a little bit, again, like I said, I, I prefer a game like this where there's less penalties. Mm-hmm. than then over calling it but like th- there was a missed uh, high stick on Alex Ifalo in the second there was like the Dylan DeMello phantom tripping I didn't know what they were calling there that to me was a little bit unusual so I I thought the refereeing was pretty good uh for the most part in today's game I don't know about you Drew but uh like I said it's it's if you're if you're only there's only one or two penalties that are marginal yeah, or whatever was that not- I thought it was yeah, I, there was nothing uh, blatant that I or, or or especially egregious in tonight's game, and usually mm-hmm. that's the benchmark. Though you know that's the now standard for the NHL if you're allowed to complain about uh, about the officials or not. Was there anything especially egregious? Because there are so many games where there are especially egregious things that don't go called or that don't get yeah. called, but not not tonight in that case for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Look, and, and and Joe from Winnipeg, our good friend, is saying analytics wise, Carolina killed us in every category. We had the better goalie. Yeah, well, I think we've I think we've been highlighting that throughout the course of this game. Uh, Drew's gone over the analytics uh, numerous times to, to, again, we, we affirm that, but at the end of the day, as I, as I said earlier, if you have an ACE, you play the ACE and and today the jets had an ACE and he stopped basically every shot that Carolina took. He couldn't stop Dylan DeMello, but uh, Lauren Brissois was the player of the game for the jets. He was the first, second and third star. Although that, like I said, that Shifley line was, was excellent. So you give them credit as well. But really, that was the difference in the game. And again, you don't, you know, for all those years, not not more recently, the you know Andre Vasilevsky's numbers haven't been good of late. But Tampa Bay never complained when when Vasilevsky won them game after game after game. Jets similarly with Connor Hellebuck. And so, and again, remember, folks, that everyone wanted to anticipate that you know this year there was going to be a lot of Connor Hellebuck and Lauren Brossois doing what we're seeing right now. And right now, you're seeing Connor Hellebuck returning to form. If Laurent Brassoisler turns to form, it's going to be good. Now, again, the Jets, you want to see them go back to that better possession, that better five-on-five that we saw from them earlier in the season. You don't want them getting away and relying on their goaltending because, again, that's going to lead to bad habits. And it isn't as sustainable necessarily because it could become a little bit taxing on your netminders. But, again, these types of games, 
And again, you know, and and one of the comments that was high, was we highlighted earlier, a lot of the shots, and there were still some high, a lot of high danger shots. But the, when you do have a volume shooting team like Carolina, a lot of it is not in a difficult situation for Lauren Brassois. So yeah, he made forty saves. They weren't obviously all forty high danger shots. No, they no, they all weren't high danger, but uh, nonetheless, a great performance by the Winnipeg Jets goaltender and a good, solid victory on home ice for the Winnipeg Jets uh, to increase the winning streak to two games in a row. The question, of course, becomes, can they in, uh, increase the winning streak to three games in a row? And let's all get together to find out the answer to that. That'll be this coming Thursday night, the Jets and the Colorado Avalanche. We are going to be at Boston pizza taylor avenue and we want you to join us celebrate the holidays it's the start of the holiday season if you haven't already started maybe you kick it off on thursday happens to be the first night of hanukkah as well come celebrate the holidays with a legal curve this coming thursday that's december the 7th 7 30 p.m anytime after 7 30 p.m we are going to be at boston pizza on taylor avenue that's the corner of Taylor and Nathaniel. We're going to be watching the Jets and the Avalanche game all together. Then we're going to be doing a live broadcast of the Illegal Curve post-game show. So come join us. No, Dan is asking in the chat, no need to purchase a ticket. Absolutely no need to purchase a ticket for this event. Just come to Boston Pizza, Taylor Avenue. Join us. Sit back. Relax. There's going to be great drink specials, food specials. We'll get some prizes together. Everybody come join us Thursday night, Boston Pizza, Taylor Avenue. We'll watch the Jets and the Avalanche. We'll laugh. We'll toast one another. And then we'll do the Illegal Curve post-game show live on location from Boston Pizza, Taylor Avenue. So we're very much looking forward to being there on Thursday night and hope that Brass you... Bonanza wants to know, Drew, if they need to bring their mom's famous dip. I mean, I'm not really sure. Maybe I don't. I, I you know. Drew never says no to a speaking, dip. I, I mean, I'm, I enjoy a good dip. Generally speaking, most uh, food establishments, restaurants, <laughs> frown on people bringing in food. Well, maybe from outside. But, but maybe we. But this is not to be consumed. I mean, maybe it's a gift, Drew. So oh. maybe this is meant to be as a gift to to you or I. I'm not a dip guy, but maybe. So we'll say to you or as. Yeah. And then what the we'll only do dip is you because, have is chewing tobacco. We know. <laughs> so so maybe that's that's the idea we'll be wrapped in some sort of you know tin foil or something like that i mean maybe maybe brass bonanza if you're bringing if you're bringing dip sure why not but if you are coming and we do hope that you sincerely are uh you want to bring something maybe it's not your mom's favorite dip but bring a tin for the bin bring something for the christmas cheer board a new unwrapped toy uh non-perishable food item whatever something along those lines bring those with you as well we can do some good while we get together and and have some fun maybe we can do some good for some of those who are uh, needing an extra little hand up uh this time of year so bring something for the christmas cheer board and we will uh, be sure to get it over to those good folks who are KG, doing great work kg3 is trying to push an after party at dave m so right. uh, we'll, we'll see about that kg3 yeah exactly the Can't make time will tell. It depends on how it depends on it, how things go at boston pizza taylor if there's going to be an after party at dave well Anson's, i mean but. it is it is an eight o'clock start so i mean we'll still be doing the show till the wee hours of the morning but yeah. uh we'll you never know well you know the post game show if it's an eight o'clock start post hey as and i generally about... do as and i do generally do a post post game show so that's true never say never 
Never say never, but be at Boston Pizza on Taylor Avenue on Thursday night. If you have any questions about this, you can reach out to any of us, and we'll be glad to pass you on some additional information. But we certainly uh, look forward uh, to seeing everybody, hopefully seeing everybody on Thursday night. And remember, remember, if you can't join us, now we want you there live and in person. We love that. But if you can't join us, you can still join us here. There's oh, the yeah. show will the show still goes on. We yeah. still get a chance to talk to all of you fine folks. So uh remember, it's it's not all is not lost because unfortunately, if we end up with all those people at Boston Pizza, I'm gonna yeah. force them all to go on their phones and hit the like <laughs> button in person. Whereas and or if Phyllis is there, maybe she'll force she'll do it for me. And uh you don't have to worry about that. You can just smash the like button if you so choose. There you go. So we look forward to all that. We'll be there at Boston Pizza Taylor Avenue on Thursday night. And of course, we'll still be live here on uh, on the YouTube channel. So Spency uh, wants to do a post 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 game show with Spency behind the dumpster at BP. Hey, whatever Spency wants to do, Spency gets to do. I'm not uh, I'm not about to tell him no. So in any event, we look forward to seeing you on Thursday night. Uh, when we come back on the Illegal Curve post-game show, we have much more on, of course, on the Jets and the Carolina Hurricanes, the Jets' victory. But there was a victory off the ice for yes. the Jets earlier this morning. That is the signing of Nino Niederreiter to that three-year contract extension. We'll talk about that next. Tough Duck, hardest-hitting comment. Much more to come. It's it's Monday night. It's the Illegal Curve post-game show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, and so many hundreds of you as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back with much more Jets talk. <laughs> Your coworkers love you because you always make them laugh. You're the life of the party with stories that have them rolling on the floor. Or maybe you're just the quiet one in the corner with the one-liners that just slay. Do you have what it takes to become Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job? Try your luck. Hit the stage at Rumors Comedy Club, and you could be walking away with $1,000 cash. Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job. Presented by Rumors. For all the details, head to RumorsComedyClub.com. So you're a pizza person. You married a wing person. But somehow your kids are salad people. You can't pick your fam, but you can pick your BP meal deal. Starting from $18.99 for takeout or delivery at bostonpizza.com. The game can change just like that. Accidents happen when you aren't protected. So now what? Getting to your injury quickly can make all the difference. Help prevent them from being game changers with Linden Market Dental Center. Bonding, crowns, bridges, and dental implants. State-of-the-art treatments are available to help you get back in the game. To learn more, visit LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's Transfer Moving and Storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at rollies.com. Boston Pizza harnessed analytics to test if the game is better at home or at Boston Pizza. The results are irrefutable. Catch the game at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. 
For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Welcome back to the Illegal Curve post-game show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manouk with you on this. It is a Monday night. I keep thinking I'm going to say Tuesday because I'm used to Jets playing on Tuesdays more than Mondays, but I will drill it into my thick skull that it is Monday night. A Jets victory, that much I know. A 2-1 margin of victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. As I mentioned earlier, Dave M., uh, this morning, and the audio is available on IllegalCurve.com. Audio and video is available on IllegalCurve.com. The interview with Nino Niederreiter, uh, who signs a three-year contract extension to stay in Winnipeg. It's the same AAV as he's currently getting paid. He was in the midst of a two-year, $8 million contract that he signed with the Nashville Predators. We know he got traded to Winnipeg. And then in Winnipeg, he re-signs for three years and $12 million, same $4 million AAV over the next three seasons for Nino Niederreiter. You know, since he arrived here in Winnipeg, he has been absolutely found money. You yeah. know, getting him for a second round pick, which was, you know, mere peanuts when you really consider it. Yeah. And the Jets keep him around for another three years. A professional hockey player who fits on every single NHL team in this league, who does a lot of stuff that Jets themselves don't often do, which is drive hard to the net, which is where the, you know, he gets his goals all within inches of the blue paint. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of, again, a little bit of a changing of the narrative. And they talked about this, about how Winnipeg is no longer, you know, for a while there, there was some talk that it was people were trying to get out of Winnipeg. Well, here's another guy who would have had a hell of a lot of options come July 1st in free agency, electing to pass up those options and stay in Winnipeg for the next three seasons. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it, Drew. And, And we're seeing it in some of the comments, excuse me, from folks right now about this big signing, because, we didn't know, right? We didn't know. Obviously, Scott Billick was the first person reported in the Winnipeg Sun in mm-hmm. uh, actually a month ago today, I believe, talking about how Nino Niederreiter's agent was coming to Winnipeg and uh, wanted to get an extension done. Likes, you know, likes it in Winnipeg, likes the team, likes the organization, and wants to to set down roots. And you're right; it, it really does um, dispel that narrative that that the Jets organization has, you know, have to work against because there's so many people who who spread the same tired nonsense over and yeah. over again. And like, look, it's, it's appropriate that it's an El Nino winter mm-hmm. and uh, the weather is, is going to be seven degrees. I said, sign them now, make them think that this is what we're always experiencing <laughs> in Winnipeg, these types of winters. But uh, yeah, I mean, look it, it, at the end of the day, people, you want to see this kind of thing happening. And when Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley stayed, you know, when they agreed to stick around in Winnipeg, that, that I think, went a long way towards getting players' attitudes to change, getting a lot of... I mean, remember, the narrative out there, and you and I actually consistently last year were of the opinion that both Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley, of the four, were going to be back. And, and we felt like... Again, we didn't know 100%. We just felt that there was... A, like I mean, I, I was on board that they thought... I was in the, of the position, I should say, that, that Mark Shifley was going to sign an extension. I didn't know about Connor Hellebuck. Right. But, but at the end of the day, the, the important point is that... Um, 
you 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 change that narrative. You get and again, I thought it was a little late in terms of maybe helping the, the organization from a ticket sales perspective because the fan base didn't know what the hell was going to happen with this team. And, you know, it's a hard sell for people to invest tens of thousands of dollars when they don't know what kind of product they're going to be looking at. Or yep. Am I going to be watching the moose with them? Why am I paying moose prices to watch jets prices to watch the moose? Right. So right. from that perspective, I understand, but from a, from a mentality perspective, when they got Shifley and, and Connor signed to that, that identical extension, seven year extension, it, it was important. And, you know, one of the things, and like you said, Drew, people can go and listen but one of the things that Nino Niederreiter was asked was about that. And he said, um, he said, did the, the question posed by Mike McIntyre of the free press was, did the extension signed by Hellebuck and Shifley have an impact on him wanting an extension with the Jets? Absolutely. It definitely showed to the city and the team that they want to go for a run here. So that's that idea, right? It's that idea mm -hmm. that you want guys who want to be in this market, but you also want guys who want to win in this market. And that was the overarching theme. And I thought, Drew, it was very appropriate for you because Nino Niederreiter kept using a word that people want you to use about the Jets, elite. Now, I know with, with today's <laughs> performance, especially from the analytics perspective, nobody's going to want to say that. But but really, he he did have that feeling. Like, he didn't sign here to get just stability in $4 million a year. Right. He signed here because he wants he feels that this team can be a competitive team, can be a, challenge, you know, a contending team, yeah. and he sees that the pieces are in place for that. Well, to your point, this contract, you know, three years, $4 million per season, yeah. you know, was probably available anywhere in, in, in the free agent market. I mean, I'm going sure. to uh, put on my, my fortune teller hat, but, the, you know, had this gone to July 1st, it's easy to see him getting three years and $4 million. It's even easy to see him getting more than that, potentially, at least more than $4 million a year. Yeah. Um, maybe not as much term, but but more maybe money. Maybe not as much term, but you know, again, this is a player in Nino Niederreiter who has elected to you know continue to be a member of the Winnipeg Jets, who very easily could have waited another four months and just said to the team, you know, I'm not right now in a position where I want to make that commitment, and and he decided against that, which is you know I, I think speaks a lot to both how he's enjoyed his time here and maybe how he sees the 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 future of these Winnipeg Jets and mm -hmm. you know it's hard to believe but it really is only maybe three four months ago not even you know, three months ago let's say that it was hard to believe that the, any of this would have happened I mean you know when the Jets elected to not do a rebuild a yeah. lot of people thought that that was the wrong decision mm -hmm. now they've managed to probably prove that it was the right decision and not only are they uh, proving that, but they're 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 taking necessary steps to ensure that that's not going to be the case moving forward. I don't think anybody at this point, with the way they've played so far this year, uh, and, and re-signing Shifley, re-signing Hellebuck, re-signing Niederreiter now, uh, and that you know there's still another pretty good wave of talent that is is set to join this roster in the coming years as well. Mm -hmm. You know the names of all the former first round picks who are either playing in college or they're playing uh, in junior, or some of them who are even playing with the Manitoba Moose. Um, you know the the future is a lot brighter for the Winnipeg Jets uh, than it than it was you know three months ago, and this is another example of that. So Nino Niederreiter, three years. Four million per season. Yeah, uh, a guy who can play up and down your lineup. A guy who's just a professional hockey player, much like Vlad Nemesnikov. Uh, you know, boy, it, it really does look like a steal to get Nino Niederreiter for a second. You know, 
a second round pick and then you hold on to him. And so you get his services for at least, you know, assume let's assume he plays out the next contract. Sure. At least four and a half years. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a second round pick is, is really a, a, a good a job by Kevin Shovel Day off. Yeah. And that huge value for the Winnipeg Jets. Well, and, and I think, you know, again, and I would encourage everyone to, to listen to the media availability, which is available on our YouTube channel or on the website, illegalcurve.com. But mm-hmm. I mean, just, if you hear the way he spoke and, and one thing about Nino Niederreiter, he's, he's very authentic and, and he doesn't just give you, he doesn't just like blow smoke and, and tell you what you want to hear. But I, like I said, the, the media availability, you heard the way he spoke about, he wanted to work really hard. You know, he said, when those guys signed the extensions, I wanted to work really hard to earn an extension. I mean, and Mike was taken aback by that and asked him, he said, you know, you're a guy who's got a lot of NHL experience, you know, but that's the, that's the honest work ethic, the hardworking work ethic that again, I think is why a lot of fans really like Nino Niederreiter. And I think why a lot of fans are going to like this deal. He's 31 years old. So, and he's in great shape. So to me, this is a contract that's going to look good for the Jets. And, you know, you drew, you made a point and I think it's, it's worth mentioning because he's the kind of guy who's going to help mentor the next wave of guys coming up. And you, that's the kind of, you know, and Rick bonus talked about it a little bit in terms of culture and what he's done to help with that culture in this room. But, but that's someone you want showing that he's 31 years of age. He's established in the NHL. You know, he called himself part of that middle class, which I thought was humorous, but (laughs) he's, he's the kind of guy who, when the Rucker McGordys or the Brad Lamberts or the Nikita Chibrikovs or whomever comes into the that Dreads locker room, again, like I, I just saw the comment uh, highlighted in the chat, or we didn't highlight it, but it was in the chat. He's not wearing a letter, but but you know his influence, his impact sure. on these players is going to be significant. So to me, that's one of those things that I think is going to be really uh, important for off the ice that he's going to have where he'll have an impact, and that's that cultural um, development that this organization is, is kind of redrawn itself from what they were the last couple of years mm-hmm. to this kind of new era, even though again, largely similar players. And I think Nino Niederreiter is, is going to be a big part of, of, you know, charting a, a new course for this Jets club and a lot of the prospects that come uh, after. Yeah. You know, he may not wear a letter, but you know, that Nino Niederreiter's voice carries a lot of, 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 you know, uh, impact in that Jets dressing room when he speaks about whatever's going on, you know, and that comes with having played, you know, almost, uh, you know, you've played 800 plus games in the NHL. You know, he's obviously going to reach, you know, a thousand games in the NHL, given that he signed this three year deal, barring something unforeseen. So this is a guy who's got tons of respect, you know, within the Jets dressing room and around the league, uh, you know, always sought after. And the fact that the Jets were still able to get him for only a second round pick is there's uh, only one negative drew. What's that? You have I to gotta figure out how to spell his, out how to spell his name. I'm like Neater Rider. Neater Rider. You know, there's a way to do shortcuts. I'm sure you can figure it out with your keyboard. Uh, Just program in a shortcut and, and and you'll be fine. I got so uh, many damn shortcuts in my phone, it's not for believing. But but uh, <laughs> now I've got now I've got three and a half years to figure it out. There you go. Well, nonetheless, uh, yeah, the Jets and Nino Niederreiter signing that uh, contract extension earlier this morning and then announced and then he spoke to the media before the game, a game the Jets win by a 2-1 margin. A couple comments on tonight's game from Rick Bonus, Jets head coach. Listen, tonight was the reason that we signed him, speaking about Lauren Brassois. He was the difference. There's no question that was his best game by far. Certainly was the case. And here's Lauren Brassois 
Francois on himself. Today, I felt more like myself, more like I did last year. I'm looking to harness that and continue on that path. So, again, very good for the Winnipeg Jets that mm. Lauren Brossois is feeling good about his game. They will need him throughout the course of the season. And while he's had some victories so far, this was certainly his best performance on ice for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. We'll wrap up the post-game show with the Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment. The Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment. Big thanks to our friends at Tough Duck for their continued support of the Illegal Curve post-game show. We're going to give tonight's Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment to Brendan Matheson. Brendan, from uh, about, uh, you know, let's say 12, about almost 40 minutes ago, Lauren Brossois, you can tell tonight was he was a big reason why the Golden Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights, won the Cup, one of the more underrated backups in the league. And if Lauren Brossois continues to play like he did tonight, then that certainly will come to fruition he was the reason the Jets won tonight absolutely tremendous the expected goals for the Carolina Hurricane <laughs> team, I don't know if you saw it but the expected not. goals were 4.89 so Ooh. given that he only gave up one let me do some simple math I believe that is goals saved above expected of 3.89 which is a great number for any goalie and certainly a great one for the Winnipeg Jets backup goaltender Laurent Brossois. Brendan, congratulations on winning the Tough Duck hardest hitting. I mean, you might not comment. need it again, Drew, because there's no winter. There's no winter. Winter might uh, you don't, don't be 7 degrees today. on Thursday. You're going to be I, wearing like shorts for God's sakes to BP. Well, don't jinx it, but uh, you know, the, in that case, yeah, nobody will need to shovel to make their way to Boston Pizza on Taylor Avenue on Thursday night. But Brendan, congratulations. Uh, send me an email, drew at illegalcurve.com, or you can slide into my DMs on basically any of the social medias. I'm at I. Why do you think social medias? You sound like 100 years old when you say that. No, no, I'd, I'd sound like 100 years old if I said the social medias. Uh, you know, saying you know, it's like saying the Facebook or the Twitter or the yeah. the Instagram. So I'm sort of uh, uh, playing with that, uh, uh, you know, uh, playing on words a little bit. So I'm whatever social media you choose to contact me on, Brendan, uh, send me your <laughs> mailing address, and we will send you a tough duck toque that you may or may not need, given Dave's uh, guarantee that there is not going to be any winter uh, this year. I agree, with uh, Brent, a, I agree with Brent Bellamy's comment right here. Time to sign some free agents. Tell them it's always like this in winter. There you go. The nothing, you know. I'm I'm heading to Kentucky uh, soon enough uh, for the holiday season. I, I can't help but wonder uh, if it's actually going to be warmer or there's going to be more snow in Kentucky than there is in Winnipeg. I don't expect that to be the case, but stranger things have happened uh, than that. So we'll find out about that. But of course, before we wrap up on this uh, Monday edition of the Illegal Curve post game show. One another one more reminder. Thursday night, I got it up here on the screen. Thursday night, Boston Pizza, Taylor Avenue, the Jets and the Colorado Avalanche, and then the Illegal Curve post game show, a live broadcast on Thursday night at Boston Pizza on Taylor Avenue, and of course, it still will be broadcast here on 
uh, on the uh, YouTube channel. A lot of people asking about the clock. The people want to know about the clock in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. It's almost clock time, folks. It's going to be exciting. A couple weeks away, it will be clock time uh, on the postgame show. And as we all know, there ain't no time quite like Kentucky clock time. So we will look forward to doing that. We'll look forward to joining you on Thursday night for the live on location broadcast, the postgame show back here on the YouTube channel, wherever you may be in Winnipeg, outside of Winnipeg, we will be there uh, enjoying everything to do with the Thursday night post game show. Before we wrap up tonight, want to say a big thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, they make the post game show, the Saturday show, the website, a possibility. Frosty Winnipeg has it up there on the screen. Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zapia Group Realty, Farmery. Farmery Brewing, the home of Illegal Curve Logger. I'll be there tomorrow if you want to come see me. I'll be at 2 Donald picking up some uh, farmery stuff for the next IC show. There you go. So that's coming up. Number 2 Donald Street. If you are thirsty and you need a great farmery beer product, potentially one with the Illegal Curve logo on it. Dave's got it in his hands right there. Get that. Number 2 Donald Street. That's uh, You can't miss it there at the Farmery Beer Retail Outlet. Get your hands on some ice Ice cold cold Illegal Curve lager. Uh, You can look forward to that. Big thanks to, of course, Farmery for their support. I mentioned our friends at Betway and Tough Duck. Boston Pizza will be there on thursday seagram's there of course the sponsor of the shot of the game uh Rolly's transfer is also a big sponsor of ours and we appreciate all the support we get from our sponsors we appreciate all the support we get from you joining us here on the illegal curve post game show and of course monday or saturday mornings at 9 a.m on the illegal curve hockey show We appreciate all of you who joined us tonight. The Jets victorious 2-1 over the Carolina Hurricanes. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, leave us feedback here on YouTube, leave us feedback on iTunes, leave us feedback on Google Podcast, wherever you access this show. Please do. That's what we want to hear from you. We appreciate all of that. And we'll see you on Thursday night at Boston Pizza on Taylor Avenue anytime after 7.30 p.m. for the Jets and the Colorado Avalanche and the live on location post-game show. Dave's got one thing to say. Go quick. Just remember, tomorrow, Jets practice, Moose practice. We'll have it all. So if you want to if you want to be up-to-date, as more the most up-to-date you could be, stay tuned to our YouTube channel. Stay tuned to IllegalCurve.com. Those are your places to be. You'll yes. get all the audio, all of the video as soon as it's out. I don't yes. think there's anybody quicker in, in the media right now. So... As soon as it comes, as soon as we finish, it's yeah. uploaded. There ain't no, uh, ain't no delays here on Illegal Curve. We're we're fast that way. So as soon as it's available, we'll have it for you. Make sure you stick to it. And again, we'll have the Moose stuff, we'll have the Jets stuff. Both teams are practicing Tuesday, Wednesday hockey for all center because I think there's Cirque du Soleil Drew. I'm sure you'll be there, Canada Life. So um, I won't be, but good to know. So. So uh, hockey I'm actually, for all part- I'm actually uh, one of the uh, one of the onstage participants. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trapeze <laughs> artist in my spare time. I'm not surprised you're quite limber. So, oh, anyways, yeah. we'll uh, we'll 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 be at Hockey for All Center for the next couple of days, and we'll have it all covered. So again, illegalcurve.com and uh, the old uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing. We appreciate that. Most people, uh, so say our analytics, are subscribers when they're watching. But we want all of you to be subscribers. So please subscribe. Please make sure you're smashing that like button. And when you watch the videos, 
doesn't kill. Hit those like buttons as well uh, when it lets us know that you're appreciating what we're doing. There you and, go. And hey. sorry, Brian Harder, the question. Oh, you're already answering it, but I'll ask anyways. Brian asked, are practices open to the public? Uh, the ones at Canada Life are not. The ones that are at Hockey for All Center are. So the next couple of days, uh, and again, just always stick with the Jets PR. We, I usually tweet it out at 8 o'clock in the morning on our 8 o'clock tweet. Tells you kind of what the Jets and Moose schedule is for that day, in addition linking to the papers. But um, Jets PR usually will give you the most uh, up-to-date news. So that's one to stay tuned to. But we usually have it in the morning paper, in the notes, what the schedule is and where they are. And, and again, if it's at Hockey for All, then it is open to the public and you can go watch. And then you can see a fast fingers Manuk in action as he gets the video and the audio and everything uploaded to illegalcurve.com and our <laughs> YouTube channel. Thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate your support as always. We'll see you in person. We'll see you virtually on Thursday night for Dave Manuk. I'm your host, Drew Mandel. Jets win 2-1 over the Carolina Hurricanes until Thursday night. We wish you good night and good luck. Thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.